0: anything in life is a wave like Mm -hmm. it comes in waves so it's like you've got the highs you've got the lows you've got the busy seasons you've got the slow seasons you've got the seasons where you're inspired you've got the seasons where you're not inspired nothing about life is stagnant
1: hey dustin
0: Hey, Crystal. Hey, Me Searchers. You're listening to the Me Search Podcast, and we're your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo.
1: And I am Crystal Tugari. On
0: this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community.
1: Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn, and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. And guess what? What? Today, we are celebrating filipino american history month
1: filipino history it's filipino history month it's dark it's great it's lovely it's hard it's all the things everyone
0: all all of the things so uh yeah we're acknowledging that go learn something about filipino american history and or listen back to our episodes from seasons one through three and guess what what? This is the first episode of season four, everybody. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you believe?
0: Uh, I can't believe. I feel like time has flown by, flown right on by.
1: We're in our senior, senior year. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: senior <laughs> portraits.
1: Oh my gosh, senior um, portraits.
0: This is, it's, it's wild to me because, I mean, I feel like every... Season we're like oh yeah we started during the pandemic the the pandemic was so long ago I mean COVID nineteen is still a thing but like the year of twenty twenty that everyone refers to as COVID time it's like that was quite a while ago
1: yeah it's a whole it's a whole high schooler <laughs> yeah
0: oh my gosh
1: it's wild it's wild it, I say it's wild wild
0: and I feel like I feel like season four is going to be full of magic
1: mm-hmm.
0: and rawness and authentic uh-huh. learning
1: uh-huh. and
0: me searching uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah so and on today's episode we're just chilling and reflecting and uh yeah getting to relearn ourselves as we launch a new full season of the me search podcast how do you feel in this moment crystal
1: um, I feel wonderful. I feel magical. I feel proud and empowered by the years of work that we've we've done and completed and starting. Yeah, it's just it's so cool to have been able to have all these conversations already and to meet so many cool people and to meet back with ourselves to be back in this process of, of learning, relearning, unlearning, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, on a very personal level.
0: It's yeah. been,
1: it's been lovely. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable. I'm yes. feeling, uh, excited. I'm feeling overall, very happy, that I continue to get to do this project with you
1: yeah. for yet another year. Another year.
0: A senior year.
1: A senior, senior year. year. <laughs> um,
0: so one thing that every season we sort of kind of do is, like, we start with uh, let's get to know you or let's get <gasps> to know your hosts. Like, who are your hosts situation? Because, like, we change every year. Oh, my God. Um, yes. So let's let's do that. Um, do you... If I were to meet you on the street, Crystal, in the context of this podcast, like... Or maybe not in the context of this podcast. Like, do you have an elevator pitch of who you are? Like, what if we were schmoozing and we just met? What do you do? Who are you?
1: I am a creative leader. mm I'm a creative leader. I'm an actor. I'm a podcast host. Mm-hmm. I am here to tell, make space, and create stories, and that's who I am. I I love engaging with the community. I love uh, going into the into the depths of what this existence is and can be. And I'm just open to all the things that can help me understand this life and our humanity on a deeper level each and every day. That's me in a nutshell.
0: Wow. We love that. We love that. What are your core values at the moment?
1: Integrity. Mm. Integrity, honesty. I guess that kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Community. Mm. And truth.
0: Wow. I love that you had that in your back pocket and you just like know them because they're your core values.
1: Yeah, so those are my values right now. <laughs> mm.
0: How do you feel like you're tying some of your core values into what you hope to accomplish with the Mesearch podcast in season four?
1: I want to ask maybe even harder questions mm. from, of ourselves and to our guests. If, oh. Oh. if they feel safe enough to go there um yeah, i'm I'm really curious about like going even deeper into the roots of why we've gotten to where we are um as a collective and as individuals um because I think that there is a story there that I want to understand about everyone a little bit more i'm just curious like i'm just even more curious than when we started <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for me as far as like what i am valuing in this moment i i value community as well some of the things that are part of my core values at the moment are authenticity joy empowerment and growth Mm. Those are things that really stick out and resonate with me. Especially in the context of this podcast. I think I want to practice more authenticity and more growth. Well, actually all of these things. Right. And I think part of that with our guests is coming from coming from a place of discovery, coming from a place where I'm not afraid to like engage with folks who may have conflicting beliefs Mm -hmm. i think the last thing i want to do when it comes to engaging with community is like coming from a place where i feel like i have every single answer to every single question Mm -hmm. because i've learned over the past three seasons that we've done this that there are so many new things to learn and so many new perspectives to explore and i think as we continue having conversations about the hard things the more things don't make sense Mm -hmm. um and i think i'm starting to get used to the idea that things may never make sense. Um, and I think things don't make sense because, you know, we all are coming from different backgrounds. We may come from different, um, we may have different experiences. And that all influences how we perceive things and what our attitudes are towards things. And, you know, because we have differences, like we may have a different perception of like what is reality and that that diversity in perceptions it is really messy but like i'm not trying to make sense of it right now mm-hmm. and that's okay
1: you just want to learn
0: i was, i just kind of want to explore like what is out there yeah um and i'm not trying i don't i think what i'm trying to say is like i don't necessarily have to come from a place of defense
1: because mm-hmm. i think that
0: can also be like very exhausting yeah um I am very open to just like learning what people what learning what people's realities are.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting.
0: And they may be different from mine. Yeah. It's interest it's it's an interesting opportunity to delve into things that may be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um but ultimately that's a beautiful thing about life. It's like everybody has a different way of viewing things and like our perceptions can evolve and i'm i want to be open i want to be open to the idea that my own perceptions can evolve and -hmm. grow and perhaps might be different from what they were before in a good way
1: yeah for sure yeah i love that yay maybe like within like the last year or even like the last you know four almost i mean was it Would you say it's four years, the last four years? I mean... Three years. Three and a half, maybe. Three and a half. Within the last three and a half years, what is something that you are specifically relearning about yourself? Relearning or unlearning about yourself?
0: Mm. Something that I am continuing to relearn as we go through um, season after season of this podcast is that it is okay to separate myself from productivity and work Mm -hmm. um, because I do, I do like to stay busy, like, and maybe that comes from a place that is tied to capitalism and like why we're here in the United States. Um, But it is part of how I feel comfortable in the space that I occupy. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do feel joy in like using my time to create things that have meaning. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, part of the lessons that I'm learning as I have conversations with you about productivity and work is that even if I'm not producing, even if I'm not, even if the output is not to the level of like perhaps other seasons of life, have been like it's totally fine and I should accept myself for where I'm at at that moment. So that's yes. um, a lesson that I'm continuing to learn. And I think part of that is speaking about it and reflecting on it because I think it's really easy in our society to slip back into like, let's just let's just work. Mm-hmm. And work is important because like work makes society go round. Money makes society go around but also it's like there are things in life that are more valuable than uh staying busy or like telling people how busy you are.
1: Yes. I yes, I love that. I love that you are exploring this because like I I I I see you and I'm just like damn it, Dustin, you're enough. You don't have to you don't have to do this and that and the other. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, you're just enough in all the moments, whether or not you're being productive or not. You don't have to. But if, like, you want to and you love it, like, hell yeah, go in. But Mm -hmm. if you're not and you're in a season of not, that's also perfectly perfect.
0: Yes. I think one thing that I've come to realize is that anything in life is a wave like Mm -hmm. it comes in waves so it's like you've got the highs you've got the lows you've got the busy seasons you've got the slow seasons you've got the seasons where you're inspired you've got the seasons where you're not inspired nothing about life is stagnant and i think that part the the fact that there's always going to be ups and downs regardless of like what that thing is we're talking about, whether mm-hmm. it's productivity, whether or not it's inspiration, whether or not it's in whether or not it's spirituality, like everything in life is going to be like fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Your relationship to things is going to be fluctuating. And knowing that you're going to have highs when you're in a low and then vice versa, like yes. helps me stay sane.
1: Yes, I love this. I love this for you, boo. I love that you're in this season of relearning this.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And what about our conversations or this podcast or through these conversations in this podcast, have you relearned or like unlearned?
1: Something I'm relearning about myself is where my art comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, and maybe we've talked briefly about this recent kind of exploration that I'm going through. But I'm really trying to distill my love for the arts, and not because I need to perform, because I think my art and my talents quickly became... Currency. Mm. You know, like it was, yeah. it's it's my currency of like, oh, I'm getting attention from my family. I'm getting attention from my mom. My mom is actually like talking good about me. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, it, it's it's the thing that has been like the thing, you know, about crystal. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been hindering my authentic practice and my performance of my arts that I'm doing. And specifically, even with acting, which is like, that was a hard pill to swallow. Like, what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Like, why am I so wrapped up in like, the end result of my acting and like my acting practice, like why am I so fixated on, well, I'm getting gigs and I'm not getting gigs, you know? Like mm, I'm getting yeah, auditions, yeah. I'm not getting auditions. I have management, I don't have management. You know, it's all these these um, external factors that are in relation to my art and how I'm finding validation through the external But something I've been exploring is painting. Um, And painting has been a medium in which I feel I can express myself with no inhibitions, no pretense, no expectations, no I need to show this to someone or not. Or even like judgment of like how it's being created and how it's developing in real time. Like I'm not judging any of it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to place someone's value upon how well or how bad I'm performing. And I do that. It's like the ickiest feeling to be so honest about how I have been seeking validation by way of my art mm. it sucks i wasted a lot of time like even in grad school like i need to be top of my class which is like no one cares there's like no literally no grades at cal arts it's like high pass pass low pass you
0: know oh my god wait how do you do gpa from your do they have gpa they do
1: i mean they'll they'll translate it if like someone is asking but it's It's not that. And even though they say it's not that, there is still this pressure of, like, you have to perform well. And, like, there Mm -hmm. is... And, like, I love my ensemble mates. I don't know if anyone listens to the podcast from my ensemble, and I fucking love the shit out of them. But, like, there was always this kind of, like, is our teacher going to, like, like what we're doing? Or, like, Mm -hmm. are they going to, like, bag on it? Or, like, are we as competent... In like our voice work and our IPA work as like my neighbor, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, even like with singing, it's like, like I've mentioned on the, on the pod, like I started off singing at family parties because I was forced to, and it was just expected eventually. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't even want to perform. Like I had my back to the I had my back to our family members while I performed when I first started. I can't even tell you when I started facing my face to everyone. I feel like I blocked that out of my memory and I'm really good at remembering my childhood, but that's Mm -hmm. something that I don't remember. Like the transition from like facing my back to everyone to the front. And I'm like, what was that? And why can't I remember? Like, what was the switch for me where like, I finally turned around and started singing to people and performing. Mm And becoming a good performer. And so I am in a place where I just want to do art for myself. Mm. And I'm rediscovering why little Bebe Crystal loved singing to begin with and loved acting to begin with. And I'm starting to appreciate the process more than i am so eager to have an end result or um reaching some kind of pinnacle of something or the other because all of that is also not fucking real Mm. i don't need to reach a certain mountaintop to feel like i'm an actor or a singer or an artist I don't have to, because then I'm not in control of my art or my body or my mind. I'm still giving it up to people. And I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to do it for a little crystal.
0: One thing that you mentioned was that art should be for you or like the the practice of art really should be for you and not necessarily for other people. It reminds me of um, there, there there've been other artists who've come to the realization that maybe like music as an example, music first and foremost is for the player or the singer. And then secondly for the audience. Um, And I think part of that is it's a way for you to communicate and make sense of your emotions and what you're feeling and what you need and living in the world that we live in, a lot of it is tied to self worth. A lot of our performance or our activities or our actions are tied to like mm-hmm. our value in the sense of like, am I worthy of existing? Am I worthy of taking up space? Mm-hmm. For me, art is like so personal mm-hmm. because it is an expression of who you are on the inside and like making sense of like your innermost thoughts or desires. When other people are consuming that, it becomes a very toxic or, like, negative space because other people's uh, value that they place on your art becomes, like, a reflection of your self-worth. And that's, like, a very dangerous, nasty space to live in for a long period of time. Because then it's, like, you can never be good enough And you can never do anything just for fun. It is always tied to like, what is this good for? And is it good for someone else? And it doesn't have to be good for anybody else. Yeah.
1: And like, what is like the decorum of like the, the artist? Like, I don't want to feel like I should be doing anything. Like if I need a fucking rest, I will fucking rest. I don't want to feel like i have to be on like my grind 24 7 to be like the actor that i i have to be to be successful
0: yeah i think it also reminds me that you mentioned and i also spoke a little bit about this where there are moments where you feel uninspired or there are moments where you don't want to actually do the art and that's okay because being an artist is also about Reflecting on your life experiences. Yeah. And like sharing your life experiences yes. and your perceptions of your life experience. Yeah. And to be an artist, to create and to produce the work for other people to consume, like you have to consume life experiences. So the rest in between creating art or in between practicing whatever your craft is like, that's still productive because you're, you're taking in the input necessary to produce the output.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, maybe there is like a sense of like not being honest with myself about like where my insecurities were lying, have been lying. Like since Mm. I guess I got out of grad school you know what
0: are you what are you most insecure about
1: like i i am not like my imd page is not full (laughs) you Mm. know it's it's still fucking bare and i feel like i've been comparing myself to like literally everyone like oh my god my imd page is not like it's not where it has to be because i'm like i'm using the measure of like what people have told me i should be at it's -hmm. like oh do you have your sad card or no and i'm like you know and it's like (laughs) um no because also i have i've had to work like these crazy jobs to survive (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and i just haven't had the means to like go full on creative and like many of us who are artists and still have to have a day job like that is really fucking hard and for me specifically teaching i'm oh also everyone i am no longer teaching <laughs> Ooh. yeah um i And if any of my students like found this podcast and they didn't tell me like, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I love my students. And it was like a really fucking hard ass decision to like leave the education space Um, because my students were the reason I stayed for as long as I did. But when you're giving yourself completely, which I feel like I really did. I gave myself completely to teaching. Um, I just, I only had a little bit in the tank for like my art, even for like me search, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm really just trying to figure out how I can, of course, like survive, but also be true to my complete self and I think that's something that I have not been able to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you on your journey right now because leaving any like profession that you've been in for a long time like that is scary but also it's like I'm learning as we're aging and like working in the job market and like Mm -hmm. being artists like on our own time like we can do whatever we want to do yes, and if we, we want to go back to work we can go back to work if we want to step away from our jobs that's also fine
1: yeah i got to say i have the privilege to be able to to step away at the moment mm-hmm. because i kn- that's a good I, that's a good point yeah i also know that like not everyone has the privilege to walk away from the job and focus on yourself and I understand like the having to, sh- to juggle your time when you are in that predicament. And I, I really am a privileged ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> to, be- to be able to do this. Um, I got a few months guys, <laughs> and, yeah, 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 but yeah. no, like um, just like on the, very surface realistic speak of it all um but uh on the, on the same realistic speak i know for myself and i'm learning relearning the value of my own how i see my art how i view what i can create how i how i view what i can produce I've lost myself and I've lost my art and like the love of the process and the love of just like expression because I've placed outside value on what it is. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm listening to like three-year-old Crystal who was just like, Oh my God, music makes me um, feel understood.
0: Music makes me lose control.
1: Music makes me lose control. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just so grateful for like the home that I have and the life that I have. And it took a lot of coming back to that three-year-old Crystal who just wants to play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Playing is a very good use of time because it, there's a guy that has a whole like consulting practice. He might be Filipino. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember. The show. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll have to look it up. But he has a whole spiel about how like play is essential for like work. And it is because like it opens up your mind to like creativity and out of the box thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like there doesn't have to be a whole purpose and like ironed out desired outcome when it comes to play. Because like play in itself is a valuable thing. It's good for the brain, good for the soul. Yeah, and it also
1: takes off the pressure. You know, it's like, I'm going to play at this job, you know, or this whatever, uh, at this place of employment. But it's like, if you're done playing, you can also stop. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to stay anywhere. You don't want to (laughs) stay.
0: You know, just play in general is good for, like, enhancing joy. Yeah. Because, like, what is life without joy? You need to be happy wherever you're at. And part of that's just like you got to do you have to play, play around, do whatever yeah. you want, whether or not it makes sense, because it just feels good for your soul.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I'm I've I've been trying to find the play in acting, which is like, what are the most important elements of acting? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, that's
0: what it is. It's but like it's,
1: it's become so Dale for me like it's been so like i just need to muscle through and like you know get my auditions and put in the self tapes and blah 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 and it's just like ah
0: i mean that part is like that part is necessary as far as like getting the opportunities to work but like yeah i completely understand that that's not the fun part but there's like fun parts and not so fun parts to, like, I suppose, any practice or
1: profession. Yeah, and I I guess what I'm... Ultimately, I want to say is that, like, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't.
0: You know, it reminds me of, like, there are a lot of uh, working artists that are in our circle or who've been on our podcast, and one thing that continues to come up in conversation with those folks is... The idea that it's important to have art outside of your job or to not necessarily make your art like your only job or to have such a strong intentional tie to your income. Because as soon as your art or practice becomes a job, then the joy might get sucked out of it. So it's important to have like those practices outside of what might be tied to your like regular income so you may be acting as your job but you should also like find opportunities to act and play where it's not like going to generate any sort of income
1: yeah or where like you feel like this this is it this is it (laughs) like again like i understand the rigor that it takes you know because it's not like i'm unwilling to put the rigor in it. But I want to put the rigor in it because I want to and not because I have to be in a specific place at any specific point of my career or my life. Mm. It's just like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this self-directed journey that you're on. So um, as we were running out of time, so let me ask you a final thought question Mm -hmm. Um, what is one word you would like to describe the past three seasons and one word you would like to describe your intent for season four
1: this is a hard one let me think about this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, becoming
0: ooh those are for seasons one through three Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay and then season four Return. Oh, okay. For me, one word to describe the past three seasons is evolution. Mm. Um, And for season four, breakthrough.
1: Ooh, okay. Okay. I love this intention of breakthrough.
0: Yes. We love to manifest good things for us and our show. Oh my God. Um, But thank you for hanging out with us, Mesearchers. Crystal, thank you for sticking around for another season. Oh, my God. It's (laughs) my pleasure. It's going to be fun. I
1: love you, boo.
0: I love you. (laughs) And Mesearchers, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to be a Mesearcher. Follow us at Mesearch Podcast. And check us out online at Mesearchpodcast.com.
1: And as always... We're gonna get to the bottom of things.
0: This is me, search, folks.
1: (laughs) Yeah.